Thank God for our choir. Let's thank God for the brother ushers today. Brothers giving the sisters a Sunday off. Amen. We brought some brothers out of retirement. Amen. 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 I want to read one verse again. Jesus says, verse 26, not with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must become your servant. Whoever wants to become great among you must become your servant. I want to preach as the Holy Spirit shall give me help on this Mother's Day 20th. 23, a great response to a mother's request. A great response to a mother's request. Lord, bless your word. Bless your preacher. Give us ears to hear your words, my mouth. In Jesus' name, amen. A great response to a mother's request. Conflict is an ever-present reality. You are alive and you are acquainted and aware of the ever-present reality of conflict. Whether it's the conflict taking place between the Ukraine and Russia Conflict concerning who is going to run against who in 2024. Conflict is an ever-present reality. Whether it's conflict about gentrification in urban America, a conflict about the new redlining that negatively impacts black and brown people in urban America. Conflict is an ever-present reality. Whether it's conflict about giving a platform to certain people who do not deserve a platform, or conflict about keto, veganism, vegetarianism versus the standard American diet, conflict is an ever-present reality. Whether it's conflict about access to guns and who ought to have access to guns, legislation, restricting access to guns or global warming. Conflict is an ever-present reality. Whether it's conflict about climate change, cancel culture, sexuality, identity politics, youth sports, American descendants of slavery, technology, HBCUs, PWIs, affordable housing, and the list goes on. Conflict is an ever-present reality. According to this New Testament text, the disciples of Jesus are embroiled and engaged in conflict. The conflict stems from a question raised by Salome, 
the mother of the sons of Zebedee, James and John, as a mother who loves her sons, Salome wants the best for her boys. According to this text, while she wants the best for her boys, Salome is rather misguided concerning her understand, understanding of what is best for her boys. Salome wants her boys to be in relationship with Jesus Christ. More significantly, she wants her boys to be seated to the right and left of Jesus when he enters into his kingdom. Salome makes this request for her boys to be seated in seats of prominence. When he arrives in his kingdom, Jesus hears this request by Salome and not, does not respond directly, but responds by telling her she does not really know what she's asking for. There are no shortcuts to greatness. You really don't know what you're asking for. James and John, unbeknownst to them, say they have what it takes to sit beside Jesus because they are willing to drink from the cup. They don't know that the cup is a cup of suffering, a cup of sacrifice, a cup of being stretched high and hung high. Unbeknownst to them, they think the cup is a cup of recreation and leisure. Jesus, omniscient, sovereign, says, you don't know exactly what you're asking for. While Salome raises this seemingly innocent question, Jesus provides a great response to her request. According to Jesus, if James and John really want to be great, then James and John have to serve. Greatness in the kingdom is grounded and rooted in service. Salome associates greatness with seats. But Jesus says greatness is not found in where you sit. But greatness is found in how well you serve. Can I preach this watch chapel? As we celebrate Mother's Day on this second Sunday in May, we need to be reminded that greatness is not found in anything except service. Too many of us, even in the body of Christ called church, are misguided concerning what it means to be great. But according to our Savior and Lord, greatness is associated and grounded in service. Watch Chapel, if you want to be great, then serve. You want to be great, then serve. We want to be a great church. We can be a great church when we are willing to serve. 
you want to be a great individual, then serve. If you want to be a part of a great family, then serve. You want to go down in history, then serve. Greatness is grounded in our willingness and how well we serve. How many of us have been misguided about what it means to be great? Come on, help me preach, church. Greatness is not celebrity or charisma, but greatness is service. Greatness is not fame or fortune. Greatness is not pomp, power, or prominence. Greatness is not how much attention you receive or what you achieve on this earth. Greatness is not our pedigree, what we possess. Greatness is not who we are associated with or what we have attained. Greatness is not infamy or intellect. Greatness is not celebrity or charisma. Greatness is not power, prominence, or pomp. But greatness is grounded in service. As we seek to be great, our greatness, Watch Chapel, ought to be associated and grounded in our service. Greatness is not where you live what you drive, what degree you have, those things are good, but greatness is service. What is so great about serving? Can I preach this? Service is great, Watch Chapel, because service is accessible. The first great thing about service is service is accessible. Preacher, make it plain. Service is great because anyone and everyone can serve. You don't need to be a member of a fraternity or sorority to serve. You don't need to be a graduate of North Carolina A&T State University to serve. You don't need a Juris Doctorate or MBA to serve. You don't need to come from a certain family to serve. Anyone and everyone can serve. Too many instances we have in our mind made service inaccessible, but anyone and everyone can be great because anyone and everyone can serve. Your heart is attuned to God your hands are willing, your feet are willing, that anyone and everyone can serve. Service is accessible. The question is, are we willing to serve? Can I preach this? Tragically, we've made service inaccessible because we want to be served, but we don't want to serve. Come on, preach this. But the greatest among us are willing to serve, which makes service accessible. 
What's getting in the way of you and I serving? What's getting in the way of you extending a helping hand? What's getting in the way of you being who God wants us to be? What's getting in the way of you and I being a blessing to somebody who needs to be blessed, providing access to clean water to somebody who doesn't have access to clean water. What's getting in the way of you and I going to the hospital, praying for somebody who is lonely, going to incarcerated penitentiaries to be a visitor to somebody who is lonely? What's getting in the way of you and I feeding the hungry, clothing the naked, visiting the prisons, visiting the hospitals. Everybody can serve because service is accessible. Can I even make it more plain in the body of Christ called church? What's getting in the way of you serving in the body of Christ called church? Everybody can serve in the body of Christ called church. Everybody, anybody can usher. Anybody can, y'all ain't talking to me. There's room for everybody. They don't need me. No greater lie has been told. We need everybody. Somebody right now is missing out on what God wants to do in your life, missing out on a blessing because you are not where you ought to be when you can serve. Can I make this plain? There's somebody right now in a nursing home, in a hospital, who is watching because they cannot do what they used to do, who wants to do what they could do, and you and I can do what we won't do. Service is accessible. But not only is service accessible, Watch Chapel, service and serving is appreciation for our abilities. Everybody can serve. But let me dig a little deeper. When we serve, we are expressing appreciation for our abilities. Everybody has some God-given abilities, talents, gifts, life experiences, testimonies that God wants to use to bless somebody and to put a smile on God's face. And when you and I use the gifts and talents and abilities and share our testimonies, we are expressing appreciation to God for what God has given us. Can I preach this? Thanksgiving is not just one day out of the year in November. Thanksgiving ought to be every day. Thanksgiving ought to be every day because God has been good every day. As we look at what God has done for us, through us, with us, around us, we ought to express our appreciation to God, not just what we say verbally, but what we do through service. 
We ought to serve not because we're guilty, not because of condemnation, not because of shame. We ought to serve because God's been good. And I dare you to think about the many ways God has been good to you. Dare you to think about your gifts, your talents, your abilities, your life experiences, your testimonies. If you can sing, you ought to sing. If you can encourage, you ought to encourage. If you can bless, you ought to bless. If you can smile, you ought to smile. If God's done something for you, you ought to tell the story. If God has opened doors, you ought to walk through the door. We ought to serve, not based upon guilt, not based upon compulsion. It ought not take the preacher begging, pleading, being James Brown and Keith Sweat. We ought to serve because God's been good. We serve as an expression of appreciation to God who is the giver of every good and perfect gift. How has God blessed you? What are your talents? What are your abilities? What are your life experiences that God can use to bless somebody? What testimonies has God wrought in your life that can change somebody's life? Sometimes we express in gratitude not by frowning, not by side-eyeing, not by mean mugging, but we express in gratitude by doing nothing with what God has given us. I could, but I don't. I should, but I don't. I can, but I won't. I got it, but I won't give it. God did it for me, but I won't share it. I've seen God work but I won't tell anybody what I've seen God do. I got it, but I won't share it with the world. And I hate to say this, but there may come a time when we regret not using what God has given us. Or when we could do it, we didn't do it. And the time comes we want to do it, we can't do it. Because when we could, we didn't. You used to be able to do it. Come on, talk to me. But now you sat on your gift so long. You sat on your talent so long. You sat on your testimony so long, you didn't exercise it, you didn't stir it up, you didn't develop it, you didn't nurture it, you didn't sit on it, you didn't use it. Now, 10 years later, five years later, 10 months later, you want to, but you can't because if you don't use it, you'll lose it. Serving is great. Greatness is associated with serving because it is accessible. Any and everybody, doesn't matter how old you are, 
Doesn't matter how young you are, that's an excuse. Serving is associated with greatness because it's an expression of appreciation for our abilities. Service is associated with greatness because it advertises the author we represent. When we serve, we are an advertisement of who we represent. Let me see if I can make it plain in here. I, I, I only go to one fast food restaurant. I only go to one. I, I don't mess with Burger King. Don't mess with Arby's. Don't mess with McDonald's. Don't mess with Wendy's. But I mess with Chick-fil-A. I don't mess with Shake Shack. But I mess with Chick-fil-A. Let me tell you why I mess with Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A got a simple formula. Chicken breast. Ain't no gizzards, no feet, no legs. Chicken breast. Come on, talk to me in here. Pastor, I get the chicken better. They just cut up the chicken breast and slice it up. The reason I mess with Chick-fil-A is because I don't care what Chick-fil-A you go to. Chick-fil-A has superior service. Come on, I'm going somewhere. I, I ain't just preaching about Chick-fil-A. Derek Frost, you can go to the hood on the west side of Baltimore. How you doing? How can I serve you? You can be in Cary. You can be anywhere. They're pleasant. They're smiling. Ain't nobody cussing. Ain't nobody fussing at you. Ain't nobody making you feel like you crazy for your order. They got a smile. They're pleasant. They're cooperative. And if you owe them, if they owe you three cents, they're going to give you five cents. They're going to give you more because at Chick-fil-A, they represent somebody bigger and larger than them. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. I say when you serve, it ain't just about you and I. It's about who we represent. And when we serve, we are advertising the person we represent. I'm not advertising McDonald's. I'm not advertising Burger King. I'm not advertising the agency, but I'm advertising the person I represent. I'm talking about I'm advertising a Savior, a Lord, a Redeemer who puts joy in my heart, peace in my soul, woke me up this morning, started me on my way, who's been good to me, who's been great, 
And when I realize I ain't advertising myself, but I'm advertising the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the fairest of 10,000, he who died and lives, I'll soon come in King. I got to serve with joy. I got to serve with a smile. I got to preach like I feel good because it ain't about me. It's about him. And when you serve Watch Chapel, it ain't about Watch Chapel. It ain't about Harry White. It ain't about our brand. It's about Team Jesus. We represent the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We represent Jesus. He who lives, who died, and shall live again. I'm a living advertisement. I'm a testimony that he's good, that he's great, that he's merciful, that he's providential, that he's awesome. Yes, I am. So I'm gonna keep on serving, keep on preaching, keep on singing, keep on playing and one of these days it won't be long you'll look for me and i'll be gone i'm gonna preach in the heavenly choir sing in the heavenly choir well done i said well done well done you've been faithful over a few things. Come be ruler over many. Hallelujah. Watch chapel. Our greatness is associated with serving. Not where you live, not what you drive, but serving. There are no universities named to critics and hellions. Ain't no special days after no mean folk. Ain't no special days after the condemnation, judgmental folk. We celebrate days universities and people that loved us because they served. They served. There's a statue in the state of Mississippi, campus of Old Miss, Osceola McCarty, black woman who worked in the laundry department on that campus saved most of the money she earned, never made minimum wage, saved money to create a scholarship for black children where she was not allowed to go. And there's a statue on that campus because she served. Martin Luther King could have been a college president, PhD, 25 years old, went back to the South, served. Y'all ain't talking to me. 
Fannie Lou Hamer. I could call the roll. Great, cause they serve. Stand to your feet. Watch chapel. There's somebody today. Jesus died for you. Jesus died.